So you want to take some solid steps towards making your portfolio smarter. But there's so many products on the market and you've got so many spaces, trying to work out where to start is daunting. In this, the first official episode of Creating Smarter Spaces, we'll discuss two approaches you can use to help you chart a path to making tangible steps forward. These approaches will help you cut through the noise, clearly identify what you need, and create an actionable plan to start progressing towards your goal. I'm your host, Michael Prisciula, and this is Creating Smarter Spaces. Before we dive in, I wanted to thank you for tuning in. I've had some trepidation about starting this podcast, but I know there are so many of you out there right now dealing with these challenges. I thought the best way to get the ideas, concepts, and learnings that are in my head out into the world was to do it via the podcast. So here I am. Now, let's dig into today's topic. Where to start when making your spaces smarter. Now, the very first thing you need to do before you start down this path is very clearly establish why you're doing this in the first place. This may sound a strange question for me to pose, given I'm an advocate for smarter spaces overall. But for you to be successful in your journey, having clarity on why you're going on it, what you're trying to accomplish, and ultimately how you're going to measure value out of your investment upfront is, in my opinion, the most important step you'll take on the entire journey. Getting this clarity now before you deploy your first pilot or your first location is going to be key to your long-term success in deploying more than just one or two spaces. Failure to do this often leaves you with a white elephant in your portfolio and may end up actually detracting from your ultimate goal. So establishing your goals and how you're going to measure their success right now upfront is step zero. Regardless of which approach to transformation you take that we're going to discuss here next, defining what your goals are and what you're going to measure could be a whole range of things depending on where you plan to start. It could be to measure power consumption in a specific floor or building to identify unnecessarily power draw out of hours. Measuring this can enable you to make operational changes to shut down those and ultimately lower your utility bills and reduce your carbon footprint. Great. It could also be to reinvent your guest sign-in and access processes so it's easier for visitors and guests to get from the curb and into the office space to meet with whomever they're there to see. Measurements for success here could range from very tangible and large locations, such as we now need one to two less people at the security desk to check IDs, all the way through to reducing the average time a visitor spends filling out paperwork in reception or in the lobby. One of the most common ones I see right now is measuring space utilization. Are you looking to understand the entire building or workspace occupancy, the exact number of people on any given floor at any given point in the day, or how many seats in an open plan work area are actually being used and for how long? Getting real clarity on what your measurement of success is going to be for the program right now before you even start is one of the most important things you'll do on this journey. This doesn't mean they can't change or they can't evolve over time to be bigger, broader, or more complex. So don't get stuck here, but make sure you have some clear direction on what you want to achieve now before you pull the trigger on buying products and selecting vendors. Now, if you've chosen to focus on one very specific area like we've just talked about, these to me fall into a type of program I consider to be tactical transformations. You're looking to solve or improve in some measurable way a specific aspect of the workplace, either in how it operates 
or in the experience that the people who consume or operate it have. Tactical programs are designed to address a specific area or pain point in how the workplace operates today with a very narrow focus. These are a great place to start and generally pretty easy to bite off. They usually have a pretty clear return on investment goal that can be measured and a business case that can subsequently be extrapolated for broader deployment across the portfolio very soon after. Now your initiative could alternatively be what I consider to be more strategic transformation. As opposed to tactical, where you're looking to address a single point issue or area of improvement, in strategic transformations, you're looking to holistically address operations or experience in a specific building. Usually, using a combination of hardware, software, tools, and processes. Opportunities for strategic transformations typically are brought to the table in scenarios where you're looking to build out an entirely new space or undergo a major renovation. These types of transformations typically aim to rethink the entire experience for the workplace. It's my strong opinion that they should start with people. Those that are using the building for their work, your employees, those that operate the building, your workplace, your facilities management teams, and should, if done holistically, include those that visit the building, your customers, your partners, possibly even third parties like couriers, delivery drivers. These strategic transformations don't just look at one system or workflow. They look at the space as a whole and how the systems and processes that will be implemented will force people to behave, to operate, the friction points they'll create, and holistically address these in a potentially new way. Return on investment for these strategic transformations can be a little harder to pinpoint up front because usually you're changing so many things all at once. They're commonly executed in a space or at a location you have not inhabited before, but the overall cost to execute them can be significantly reduced over tactical programs. This is due to the fact that they can often be incorporated into existing capital work plans and can generally be positioned and justified to the highest level of executives as reinventing the office experience for minimal additional expense. Now, this is not to say you shouldn't measure the outcomes, quite on the contrary. However, in these scenarios, I feel that you're thinking through the experiences you want to reinvent in this process. You think about how you can measure or capture the delta between how that specific experience occurs now and how it will occur in your reimagined format. We spend money on experience without outcome in space all the time. In fact, there's a great article written by Daniel Davis who called out that architects in general have an interesting business that they close business on a vision, but rarely if ever do they come back to measure or report on if the vision they sold and you paid for actually came true. They aren't required to measure the outcome. Now, I'm not advocating at all that we should invest in creating smarter spaces without return on investment measures, just because many architects do. And sorry, architects, if you're listening to me and you feel differently, I'm, and I'm totally wrong here, hit me up on smarterspaces.live connect, and I'd love to be educated. So I'm not saying we shouldn't measure, but what I am saying is, no one is measuring the return on investment difference between spending $80,000 or $50,000 on a boardroom table or $4,000 or $1,500 on a couch in the lobby. These decisions are made on intangible measures 
based on the experiences we perceive people have when using them. It's in this context that I advocate that digital experiences we create in today's world can start out very much the same. Now, the difference between investments in digital experiences over physical ones, we can tweak, adjust, and if done right, gather data from digital experiences as we learn. But we can't change the shape of an $80,000 custom boardroom table once it's in there. Corporate real estate has, in my experience, traditionally operated with a mindset that we get one chance to get it right. We load the cannon with all the gunpowder we have, we shoot it once, and we ride it out for five, seven, 10, sometimes 12 years till we've depreciated everything and we can start again. Digital doesn't and shouldn't work that way. So on these strategic or more holistic experience programs, what you capture here can lead to a couple of outcomes. It can lead to you identifying overall operational efficiencies or experience improvements that you can solidify into a standard that can be set as your baseline for all new builds or renovation programs moving forward that meet a certain criteria. Or secondly, you could identify specific subsets of the capabilities you've deployed that the individual benefit is so substantial and the uplift in experience or efficiency gains for executing just that one piece spawns a business case for a portfolio-wide tactical program all on its own. Whatever your approach, whether you start tactically, looking to address and measure a specific pain point you have, or you're looking more strategically to how you can reinvent your operations and experiences, these two approaches end up intersecting somewhere along your journey over the coming years. Because of this, it's important to think about how your tactical plans and the components you're deploying here, the measurements it's taking, can inform and ultimately integrate with your broader strategic long-term goal and vision for your workplace. This is where the value of a roadmap comes into play. To help you and the stakeholders you may need to sell it to or get support from, have a clear vision for how all the moving pieces you're working on today, want to start on tomorrow, or are planning for the future, how these potentially isolated programs come together to create a smart, more efficient portfolio to operate and also provide an experience to those coming to the space that becomes an integral part of your employee value proposition and your brand positioning in the market. So again, tactical, focused on one specific system process or outcome in one location or across the portfolio, or strategic, focused on an end-to-end operations and experience reinvention that is specific to a location where all capabilities are assessed and transformed. If done right, a strategic program should drop out of it a number of tactical programs you can execute across the portfolio and further inform your overall roadmap. You'll discover better ways to do things, tools that employees love, and processes and products that save your operations people time. And if you've clearly identified your goals up front, like I've suggested, hard data to support the continued investment in your future plans. Regardless of where you start, there's a lot to be gained. There's a pretty big, wide open ocean of opportunity in front of you. And we've never had an employee base that's been as open to the reinvention of the office and how it runs as we do right now. And we've for sure got an executive leadership team who's looking for ways that we can be more efficient, 
bring employees back to the office and drive the ESG agenda. I bet you can think of one or two tactical programs right now or some upcoming program that you view more strategically that you can get moving on today. Maybe you've got too many and you don't know where to start. That's what I call a high quality problem. And if that's the case, hit me up on LinkedIn or via smarterspaces.live slash connect and I'm happy to give you my opinion on where you should start. There's never been a better time to be in corporate real estate. And if you can't tell, I'm really excited to be here right now too. There's just so much opportunity we have to save costs, improve experience for people, and define a new standard for what corporate real estate is for possibly many generations to come. It's a win-win, and that's the type of situation that doesn't happen often. So start making sure you really know what you're trying to accomplish. Be really clear about what you're aiming to achieve and not to implement XYZ product or software. If this is a tactical program, what are the measurable outcomes you want to achieve? Or if there's something more strategic, make sure you get really clear on the outcomes you're looking to drive. Who's going to benefit from this? And how are they going to use, interact, or have the way they do things now changed by what you're investing in? Be sure to have a way to gather tangible data that supports your original thesis. Smarter Spaces can benefit so many people in the organization in so many different ways. You can often get lost in trying to boil the ocean all at once and not actually achieve anything tangible as you go. So that's a wrap for episode number one of Creating Smarter Spaces. I'd love to hear your feedback on the show or topics you'd like to have me cover. So please connect with me on LinkedIn. My name can be a tricky one to get your mind around spelling. So just use the quick link I've set up for you at smarterspaces.live slash connect and that'll take you straight to my profile page. And one final disclaimer, all views, opinions that I share on this podcast are my own and may not necessarily be those of my employer. This is where real estate, facilities management and technology converge. This is Creating Smarter Spaces.